and the people around you that is what's important. But Jesus lived a little differently. I kind of think of it like this. If you have a house with a really, really nice outside, but the inside looks a bit more like this, that's not great, is it? Um, So in another version of the passage, Luke 19, some of the Pharisees um, in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. They were trying to diminish Jesus and regain control of the situation to stick to their version of life that they were used to. In this pandemic, we've seen quite a lot of change. And a lot of us don't like that change, right? Put your hands up if you like wearing masks. I see... Oh, one. Um, So generally, we as humans are quite opposed to change. So you can kind of see where the Pharisees are going there. But Jesus is bringing a different way of life with him. That was a few thousand years ago, right? But you can see quite a lot of similarities today. The new cars and phones that we all have, um, or try to get, um, are often not so much for their new uses, but actually to show off to those around us. But Jesus, our leader and example, doesn't follow that path. Jesus decided he would go to Jerusalem on a donkey, the equivalent of kind of like an old Ford, right? We see a donkey um, right at the start, um, of the Bible, where Mary and Joseph are traveling to Bethlehem. Mary and Joseph were quite an average couple, right? They weren't remarkably rich or, like, outstanding in many ways, and they could afford to have a donkey for the travel. So it's quite a common thing. Um, And this is Jesus's, one of his most triumphal days, right? He's entering Jerusalem with all the crowds adoring him. And you can actually see the crowds are kind of against Jesus' way of entering. They're trying to do like an equivalent of laying down a red carpet. They're putting their coats and palm leaves for Jesus to go over. But Jesus is making a very normal entrance into Jerusalem. Like how many times do you reckon someone had rode into Jerusalem on a donkey in Jerusalem's history? Got to be thousands, right? Um, So he is willing on his most triumphal day to go in on a borrowed donkey. So before I hand over to Ruby for the second half, I would like to ask you a question. If Jesus used the most ordinary, common type of donkey to go into Jerusalem, why do we as a society feel the need to constantly be striving for a horse equivalent? For show-off items, is that really beneficial and healthy to us? Do we really need to do that? Or should we try to follow Jesus' example and kind of settle with the donkey? Ruby. Thanks for that, Ben. If I'm being honest, when I was writing this sermon, I was a bit stuck for ideas and couldn't really find the right words to say. So I decided to put on some music. And one of the songs that came to me was one we listened to at Soul Survivor, actually. And for anyone who knows anything about Soul Survivor, songs can get stuck in your head. It was Table of the Lord. And when I was listening to the words, a certain verse came to me. And it was this. Is it going to work? There you go. From your hands you made a table with the nails that held you down. By your scars you made redemption. We will never know the cost. And through all of this, it shows that Jesus died to save us from sin. And through it all, he made a way for us. Are you going to work? When you think about it, it's amazing that the baby donkey that Jesus rode was so calm. Anyone who knows anything about animals knows you can't just get on a wild animal's back and ride it. 
there's a long process to go through before. Before a horse can be ridden, you have to get it used to a saddle on their back, let alone a human. If you tried to get straight on, you would have a painful situation on your hands. Yet Jesus is able to ride this donkey, who has never been ridden before, through a crowd of loud cheering people without any issue. You would expect him to be bucked off and the donkey to be afraid of all the noise and the crowd. But with Jesus, the donkey is completely fine. This is such a clear picture of Jesus. Prince of Peace, a king who is Lord of all, Lord of all creation. Perhaps the donkey's reaction is yet more of a declaration that this was the Son of God and Lord of all creation. I remember being sat in my philosophy lesson on Monday, and one of the quotes we used was, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. And I just felt like God was saying to me, not to put your faithfulness in other things, but to put your faith in him by saying, God, I put this at your feet and take my troubles as I am faithful in you. I know I can give God my burdens and that he will help me. He is there for me whenever I need him. But I have been amazed by how many, how much more there is to know about Jesus. Isn't it just amazing how God can be seen in so many forms, yet everyone else thinks there's only one face to God? Jesus is our saviour, but is also our king. We can't have one without the other. Take COVID, for example. COVID has made us all aware of our vulnerabilities and perhaps, for the first time, made us think about actually needing God. But it's so much more incredible than just a relationship born out of need. If we only go to God when we need something, we're missing out on all he has for us. Jesus has so much to offer for us. Jesus, is a, Jesus as a saviour is only one aspect of who he is. But there is so much for us to discover about him. Sometimes the best thing to do is ask for help. Whether you see that change yourself, you've always got to remember that God is the king of your heart and will always be there for you no matter what time of the day it is. When we see Jesus as Lord and Saviour, the Prince of Peace, and welcome him in all his fullness, we can receive him in all his fullness too. Do you need to welcome the king as well as the Saviour into your heart today? As Ben said at the start, the story of Palm Sunday is so familiar. I'm sure all of you have heard it so many times before. But what is amazing about the word of God is that each time you hear it, God can reveal something new to you. Our hope today is that God will have spoken to you in new ways through this passage. So as we draw to a close, I want to leave you with these two thoughts. First, In a society that constantly encourages us to show off our wealth and achievement, Jesus announces his kingship on a humble donkey. Second, there is so much to discover about Jesus. In this one short passage, we have seen that Jesus is saviour, king and prince of peace. Is this how you see him today? Perhaps this Palm Sunday, Jesus is inviting you to rediscover how incredible he is and encouraging you to become more like him and push deeper into a relationship with him.
Thank you so much, Ben and Ruby. That was really powerful and really spoke to me. Um, as the band come up, we're going to have a bit of worship in a moment, but I just want to just take a moment and let's just uh, spend a moment just praying. There was so much in that sermon, and I'm sure for different people, different things will resonate with you. But why don't we just take a moment to just be quiet before God and just ask him uh, to bring to the surface that message that he has for, like that personal message that he has for you today. Father, as we um, stand before you in stillness and wait on your presence, Father, just I pray that you will reveal to each of us personally what it is that you want to say through that message today. Father, one of the things that really impacted me was that um, you are king as well as saviour. And I know that you're my saviour and I know that um, you're there when I need you. But maybe the challenge to all of us here today is, actually, do we know Jesus King? Are we willing to make him Lord of our life? Are we welcoming him him in to have authority over our day-to-day life? And so as we worship, I just encourage you, just press into the spirit and just let God speak to you through this time. Amen. Thank you, Vandy.